welcome to another episode of Talking Red. I'm, of course, joined by my amazing castmates, Amy and Feliza. Rachel and Emma aren't available to join us tonight, but we're looking forward to chatting with you about our game and Cyberpunk. Oh, not that way. This way. Uh, in general. So, uh, Amy, Feliza, how's it going? Good. How about you, Gary? Yeah, you know, for me, it, uh, it could always be worse. It's not yet a post-apocalyptic future. It's just post-apocalyptic. It's currently the present, so. <laughs> There's that optimism we know and love. Yeah, yeah. You gotta always look on the bright side. Silver lining <laughs> and all that. Um, Amy, Amy just got back from vacation, so she is really excited to be talking red tonight. I know that. <laughs> um, like, it's a nice, like... My mind is like refreshed and I didn't have to like stress out about work stuff. And now I can just like ease into the weekend of playing D&D and playing cyberpunk and still have a day to myself tomorrow. It's great. <laughs> Thank yes. you, American holidays. <laughs> to all of our friends celebrating Memorial Day, uh, we are hoping that you have a very safe, very happy, uh, very happy holiday. We're excited to talk to you about our campaign. It feels like a long time since we've had a chance to had a chance to talk about it and there's been a lot that's happened i think the most interesting thing from a storytelling perspective is that emma advanced us uh quite a bit in time from our last adventure to the quote-unquote current current time it was two months between the time that the pizza punks invaded the bozos hideout and then uh, uh came back and sort of uh, came back and saw what happened between the time of that and, and the current time. When you were faced with a two-month gap, what was your biggest thought about what your character was doing? Did you have a sense of it? Did you know it was coming? And when you when you were talking about what, what Tab and, and Alley Cat were up to, what was sort of going through your mind? I was trying to figure out if Tab would even like hang out with anyone else or if she would sort of like hole up what, what like was she I don't know like there the options are kind of endless mm -hmm. but like you know would she uh, be be social like and that's sort of like opening up to her her people you know her, her little growing family here um if, you know Cicero would let anyone in which doesn't seem to be the case super recently but... mm. no what about Alley Cat I feel like the only reason that we hadn't seen them for two months is that nothing that Alley Cat did went especially badly because I think she just <laughs> lived her life as, as normal yeah. just um, she's very opportunistic and I think she was just working the whole time but just like normal work. Yeah. Where everything went the way it's supposed to go. Not getting shot at work. Not getting shot at, not getting rammed by some like a pickup truck full of clowns. <laughs> right. No uh, coffee on anyone. She possibly dumped coffee on people, but. <laughs> I think based on past experience, yes, it's, it's odds are likely that she dumped coffee on at least one person in that time. Yeah. <laughs> they probably only... deserve it. But only after it wasn't hot anymore. Oh, right. Oh. 
you know, for for Cicero, there's been a lot of, and we sort of saw it a little bit, the sullen, he's got this thing that he's been working on that was going to emerge eventually. And everything that the pizza punks are doing now is sort of keeping him from finishing this thing that he's been working on. And it's really important to him. And obviously he's been working on it two months because he wants it, wants it to be perfect. And I'm definitely curious to see what people will say when he finally releases this piece of esoterica he's been working on. Yes, there is a by people, do you mean the audience members or do you mean Billy and Alley Cat? Why not both? <laughs> well, I think I think I think both Gary and Cicero probably know how it's going to go with his uh, neighbors. Fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it better go good because it's I've it's it's a majestic piece of writing. Let me tell you that right now. Indeed, I'm sure. Yeah, and it was sort of, it was interesting to try and convey a different part of Cicero that people hadn't seen, because I think it was, for the people who've been watching from the beginning especially, it's a very different, uh, a very different Cicero. He's kind of a dick, but not in like that sort of happy-go-lucky way. He's like, you know, he's, he's, our, he's our dick sort of idea but now he's just with just reserved i probably wouldn't have called this a dick but i mean i would have (laughs) you know tab is the nice one and tab is just like i just don't understand why cicero won't let us in and and billy and alligator over here just like eat a sandwich you look terrible Let me sell your your image for money, and That's I'll take true. half. <laughs> I did forget about the the, the video taking. Oh, I, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I feel oh. uh, Cicero feels abused in his own time. Now, to be honest with you, he doesn't even notice. He just gets <laughs> he just gets random deposits in his account and has no idea what they're for. From Alley Cat. Well, I know uh, Gary knows <laughs> where they're from, but Cicero's like, oh, I have money in my account. Okay. So does Cicero monitor his uh, net presence? Like, would he, in the parlance of today's youth, uh, Google himself? No. No. No, because so to Cicero... He genuinely doesn't know yeah. why there's an extra... Yeah, because you know... to Cicero, Cicero, and eventually sort of his backstory will come out. But... Cicero is very focused on trying to make things better for other people. Mm-hmm. So his data pool presence is basically exclusively to talk about sort of how he thinks that can happen and for people not to lose hope because hope isn't a commodity and they don't they shouldn't trade it in for money and they deserve better than what they're getting from the corporations and sort of all that stuff so no i don't i don't think he googles himself i don't think he cares um i think he he recognizes his own fame and he will leverage it to an end but not just for so like getting getting the punks out of night city 
mm-hmm. he recognized that he might have an opportunity to do that because he's famous but otherwise yeah it's like he doesn't need to he doesn't need to use his fame to get first in line for a sandwich or something yeah so he he really does just you know wake up the money in his account right? yeah pretty much Second question alley cat on hey where where did that video which video is it that you uploaded yeah that billy upload yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well so far in um in the campaign there have been i think two different videos so far and there's the one from the prologue adventure that we we did of uh cicero running into a burning barn and then carrying someone out of the burning barn that had to be a lot of money like oh yeah that had to be like (laughs) good money um and the second one i don't think the second one would have shown up yet right no i think it's the next yeah i think it's yeah yeah so there's another uh exciting cicero video coming up but (laughs) yeah everybody everybody's got to be patient uh patient for that one I'm I, I'm really excited that we've had Chris able to join us because I think Slicks is a lot of fun and he brings something unique to to the group and he's just he's just a good guy. I like role playing with him. Oh absolutely. Yes. In the last talking red, we had the question of um our favorite characters and whether it's changed from the first episode of talking red. And I was like, yes, but I can't tell you. And <laughs> it's because it's slicks. I love slicks. Melissa loves slicks. Alley cat loves slicks. We are very pro slicks <laughs> in this household. <laughs> Chris is a delight. Absolutely. <laughs> and like how seamlessly he manages to blend in like with our shenanigans and just, and just roll with it. Yeah speaks to uh his personality so well absolutely canadian canadian screen award winner chris now yes um yeah he he's done something that's really cool with with his character and just making him sort of because i think slicks was not as genial I got the sense that Slicks was not as genial in the first couple episodes, but he's definitely made Slicks really, what's the word I'm looking for? Friendly. And personable personable is definitely the right word. And I I saw, I always saw Slicks as more of a gangster, but definitely not, not how Chris plays him for sure. Oh yeah. I thought he was more of like a hard ass, like just from the conversations with, alley cat on the phone but he seems like a like a cool dude to be fair he was being a hard ass about not damaging his car and he was in the trunk of his car <laughs> so true. i mean i think all of us would be a hard ass in that situation <laughs> yeah. about not damaging the vehicle Lisa, on a personal <laughs> note i don't think i'm ever gonna forgive you for not putting that first call on speaker nope never never because i knew i knew immediately I, and i wanted to just show just oh Never gonna, never gonna forgive you for that. <laughs> I, I do have a hard time with like character knowledge versus player yeah. knowledge sometimes, and so I have to remember. <laughs> right, like it's just it's it's yeah, it's painful. But because it wasn't on speaker, I couldn't say anything, mm-hmm. and so I just kept my 
and neither neither Feliza nor Alley Cat truly realized what was going on. <laughs> Alley Cat was panicking. Feliza was like, "Okay, Emma, I get it. I get that he doesn't want me to damage his car." <laughs> Behind oh. the curtains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I know, I know Emma has plans to bring on some more uh, guest stars to play characters. And uh, I wonder I wonder if she would ever be willing to give up Slimy Pete. Or if Slimy Ooh. Pete could ever become a recurring guest star NPC or if she enjoys playing him too much. Can you imagine if like the Pizza Punks like had to go rescue Slimy Pete or something and then like on the way back he becomes like one of us or something <laughs> that, awesome. that that would be cool oh man just just say Emma. <laughs> hopefully poor. hopefully you're watching and taking notes yeah like poor slimy pete though felisa feels very bad for him okay it doesn't felisa does <laughs> <laughs> we have given him a lot of crap but i'm pretty sure he's earned at least some of it mm. Like for sure. He shot at us. Well, no, he didn't shoot at us. He ran and then made other people shoot at us. Yeah. Yeah. We got back at him for that. We, Yo, I mean, we like, buy his pizzas. I, I'm pretty sure the pizza is places a front for the chop shop in the back and it's not really made to make money. But yeah, we buy pizza from him. That's for sure. Or you know, we heckle them until he basically gives us pizza for free. You know what? Maybe we can help him turn his life around. We'll do like a very special <laughs> intervention episode <laughs> where we just buy enough pizza that he can truly make like break into the pizza making business and leave the illegal chop shop operation behind. Uh, would he be happy in his heart of hearts? <laughs> Are we just going to write slimy Pete's fanfic? <laughs> Actually, it's not the worst maybe. idea I've ever heard. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I Slimy Pete is definitely one of my favorite one of my favorite characters. Um and oh, this is going to screw up if I move that. Okay. Um and oh, okay, that's going to do that too. Um and I really enjoy bantering back and forth, but I think the thing that's most painful for me right now is that our current episode uh has stretched from a one part into a two part which is delaying the release of my new agent, which I'm really excited <laughs> to show to everyone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's causing me physical pain, but it's not, but I don't love, I don't love having to wait. It's the anticipation. Yeah. You know, Barry is going to be very cool. Put some thought into it. Emma's worked on him. That's fantastic because I have, uh, not put nearly as much thought into my agent so which I'm is excited. funny because hmm? because taff does all that she does all the tech stuff i guess do you think that tab is a little less dependent on her agent than maybe the other characters are because she's so um maybe probably probably less dependent on the tech and maybe less dependent on uh, or are less willing to rely on someone mm. or like you you know bond with someone even if it is just uh an agent um because they do become you know like little adorable thorns on our sides uh 
I'm sure if anything happened to to Mike or um, what is Billy's agent's name? Bill? Buffalo Bill. Wild, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. Bill. Isn't it Wild yeah. Bill? No, Buffalo Bill. No, it's Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. It's Bill. I was having a moment. Billy and Bill. Billy's <laughs> name wouldn't be. Yeah, no, it is. Um, she uh, also is a backup agent now, Jesse. That's right, because didn't she pull it from the, the bozos? Yes. Car? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, so I think I think maybe Tab just um just doesn't, you know, tries tries to be more self sufficient. We'll see. Hopefully. That's the that's the cool thing about our game is that it feels like there's anywhere we can go. Um within the within the cyberpunk system there's so many options for us to play with and we have so many story threads to 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 draw on and and that emma has to draw on to make it Mm -hmm. unique and fun are there any things from when we when we did the character creation we all did uh, a lot of dice rolling to to generate background information is there anything that came out of the like stuff that you didn't plan, stuff that came out of the background creation that you're really looking forward to getting into? Yes. Which I think is is not spoilery because we did do that on camera. Everyone can go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, so Cicero's I, I didn't plan sort of how Cicero was going to develop as a character. I knew that I wanted to have him be a rocker boy that didn't sing because I am forced to sing in D&D enough that I wanted to make it so that I didn't have to write songs or, or sing. I Obviously, I do during charity events, but not during our regular games because thankfully they're pre-recorded and, and the usual suspects aren't there to heckle me. Um, and so I knew that going into it, he was going to be a cult leader like an orator. But the way his backstory sort of, okay, his parents were um, uh, corporate executives, but he grew up in a nomad pack. How do you reconcile those two things, which are so diametrically opposed? It's like, if you're a corporate executive, you're living life to the fullest. But if you're growing up in a nomad pack, you're not rich. How do those two things make sense? Mm -hmm. And so the... The, the story that I came up with in my head not only ties those two things together, it also is the perfect origin for why Cicero is the way he is okay. and believes what he believes. So, I, I, yeah, I didn't plan it, but it was it's the perfect the perfect origin for the character that. I'm so excited now. I want to yeah. know. I want to know more about it. Yeah. Do you, Do you think there might be any nomad characters from Cicero's past who might show up? He did roll all of those those like terrible lover situations. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so he does have three uh, ex lovers. I believe one of them's dead. One of them disappeared, and one of them's in jail. And I, I think it's possible. I don't know what Emma has in store. There's lots of lots of stuff to pull on from from Cicero's backstory and I'm curious to see curious to see what happens but I'm also very excited to sort of dig into the story of where who Cicero is and and where he came from because I think it's I think it's closer than people might realize um 
you know, we're planning a party, but he's also working on this message and the message is going to be a lot of sort of the culmination of what he's been working on. And it's probably going to put a target on his back too. So that'll be interesting. Oh my God, Cicero, if you do your speech at Slix's party, either Slix is going to think it's the greatest thing in the world or he'll kill you. And I mean that in the very literal sense because Slix is a is a gangster (laughs) yeah and you know what um (laughs) slicks has seen what cicero can do so all all cicero would say is come at me bro i feel like slicks would give cicero a head start like mad respect get out you've got (laughs) you know you've got a little while you can have a head start yeah 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 i think so too (laughs) <laughs> the seeing seeing Slix's uh, affinity for Cicero go up and down. He's like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, what a dick. Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> it's been great. What about what about Tab? Is there anyone? Is there any part of like Tab's background generation you're really interested in getting he into? Has a mentor that we haven't met on screen yet. Um, so. I, I wonder if they've kept in touch. I wonder if they're still keeping in touch and like Tab just hasn't brought it up yet. Um, I'm curious what that relationship looks like for them. Um, and how, like, if were they close and they've drifted apart, are they still close? Uh, they, you know, just write letters at the holidays. Um, I'm interested in getting to know them a little bit more. What about Alicat? There's a couple things that oh that ended up happening that I'm really interested in. And one has to do with her family. Um her family was reclaimers and they're not around anymore. Uh <laughs> and the other thing that I'm really, really interested to get into is actually her her client situation. Mm-hmm. because she sort of uh, the way that the that the like the fixer background rolled was that she was doing just like combat zone gangers and then she kind of moved away from that and the combat gangers she was working for before like no come back that's um really scary to me Mm -hmm. because i'm like alicat's soft and squishy so (laughs) (laughs) so uh that i think might be a little scary when it comes into play in the game but i'm looking forward to it just take tab as backup she's got med skills (laughs) (laughs) she'll she'll keep your insides on the insides yes (laughs) yes if only she would do the same for herself Some days are better than others. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm curious to see what Emma's gonna do with the backstory once we get past this episode. I think that we're gonna start seeing more into more into that. But I mean, who knows what's in that that wild mind of hers? I really do sort of like the vague outlines. For backgrounds that cyberpunk will let you create or help you create mm-hmm. and then you know the way we're playing it we're sort of filling in it as we go versus in other games 
some people will just build their entire character and they know how everything was or is you know uh, and they know up front who their character is and maybe it's just like the way that my play style my preferred play style is um i like that sort of like fleshing a character out yeah. as you play them instead yeah. of being sort of single-minded about well this is what happened so this is what they would do i feel so. like my play style my preferred play style is really the entire opposite of that where i always come in knowing like an ill like I'm like the person who rolls in with a five-page single-spaced background. Um, but I also feel as if the way that the game is set up, I can have all that. And, and as we were rolling and generating the different things, I was like, oh, yes, this is this is what this means. And I actually sent Emma a pretty long email explaining specifics about different things that I had rolled during the session zero. And... It, I like that the cyberpunk system gives you the flexibility that you can have both, mm-hmm. that you can sort of slowly explore the character if that's what you prefer, or you can just bam. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. This is who this person is. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I, I lean toward your style, Amy. I, I, I like to have some idea about who the character is, but I like to let the, role play fill in those gaps quite a lot um you know that's how that's how skip started and then skip begat flip who begat chip and they all sort of just came from this place of okay well wouldn't this be cool and then going from there Mm -hmm. i'm curious to know so obviously we're all pretty well established Cicero's a rocker boy. Uh, Alley Cat's a fixer. Tab is... Tab, what is your class? I don't even... Can't even... I'm a tech. A tech. Mm -hmm. So we're all sort of well-established. If you were to multi-class or pick a different class now that you've been playing your character for a while, what would it be and why? I think Tab would class into like medic. Yeah. Um, and get a little bit more of like that, uh, like the, the the trauma care, you know, out in the street taking care of people who whose insides are no longer on their insides. Uh, just get uh, level up some more of those medic skills, and I think I think I probably will. Okay. Uh, put some more of my my xp points when we level next time um take a couple levels in uh like first aid yeah just in case just in case we're, we'll, we won't need it or anything no, um, no in case of the inevitable someone's got too many holes in them yeah yeah <laughs> well that, that wouldn't happen to us <laughs> um but yeah i think i would um I think I would go med tech, yeah. What about Alley Cat? I think that in a perfect world or in a in a world where things went slightly different for Alley Cat, I think she would have ended up a media. So I would say media. I think she's too flashy to to not have that sort of thing, but I don't think 
the rocker boy role is the right role for her. But I think like media and like talking to people and nosing into people's business, that seems right for her. Using her persuasive skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her charisma skills. She's a very high charisma. That's how we got the dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Aw, Max. Max. That's it's interesting because you when we had some overlap on our skills actually when we first started. And so I ended up changing some of my skills out because I'm like, okay, well, we both don't need this. We both don't need this. But then some of them I'm like, yeah, no, Cicero is going to have max persuasion. It doesn't matter what Alley Cat is doing um, because it wouldn't make sense otherwise. But there was one charisma skill. I don't remember what it is and I don't have my character sheet handy that I, I put zero in. Uh, I put, I'm pretty sure I put it into driving because it's like, okay, well, you know, you, I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to be the F1 driver of our thing. And so Alley Cat in our first episode, it's like, I'm a better driver than you. I'm like, are you? I have like, I think I have four land vehicle levels. Yeah. I have, I have four as well, but my reflexes are better than yours. Uh, uh. So but also cicero's better at shooting yes yes and you did that on purpose so alley cat's gonna drive (laughs) yes yes and and that's actually where cicero cicero i don't think would ever multi-class i think he's definitely focused on becoming more and more famous because you know i wouldn't want to dilute that ability in fact if we ever get xp again i've been waiting to increase my rocker boy ability to make me one level more famous but if he was to um if he was to ever move to a different class um i'm pretty sure solo is the combat one um yeah his big damn heroine yeah he would 100 (laughs) percent. he would 100 percent be a solo and he would um kill bad people he would basically be like the equalizer, I think. He would kill <laughs> bad people who were really screwing with good people. So if Slicks was like not the neighborhood gangster, he would totally just straight up murder Slicks sort of idea. <laughs> okay, but technically isn't that what we did with the bozos? Was we just like destroyed some people who were just screwing with a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent. But the backstory the backstory of him would be that that would be his his mission. He would be like the equalizer or the A team type guy if you need him and you can find him. Uh you know and he would just be like, uh, he would sort of, ha- he would definitely have like a katana and like a, you know, a machine gun. He would have just had like 25 different weapons. I mean, he can, you'd fly a plane. I mean, Cicero can fly a plane, but not as well, maybe as. Uh, 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 do you have air vehicles? 100% I do. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It hasn't hasn't come up yet. Okay. There's, a, there's there's a bunch of skills that Cicero has that haven't come up yet, and I like that I purposely put in there. I'm like, this could be useful. This could be useful, but have not come up at all. Okay, but knowing that now we're gonna go find a helicopter to liberate. Yeah. Oh. Like. Because I would make everyone happy. Tab would be happy. Cicero would be happy. <laughs> Alley Cat would be happy. 
Billy, like, we'll just put her in the back with some pizza and a video game. It's fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It, well, where would we put it? Where? Where? Store on it the roof. Flexes. Is the roof big enough for a helicopter? The roof is big enough for poker games. I don't know if it's big enough for... I feel like those are very different scales. Yeah. And, and size requirements. <laughs> if we've liberated a helicopter, I feel like we'd also need to hide it. So maybe we'd need like a parking garage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that I'm not, like I'm not sure. I'm not sure Cicero's quite good enough a pilot to maneuver the helicopter <laughs> underground into a parking garage. I mean, he has only one level. Because he only has one level because it's double the cost of points. But I That's wanted to fun. say that he could get in a plane and say, yep, I know what I'm doing. Don't mess with me. I know a lot of shit that you wouldn't expect. That's pretty cool. Oh, but on the topic of skills that we haven't gotten to use yet, what are what are people's other skills that we haven't gotten to see in the Now you're making me look at my character sheet. I was say, yeah, now I got to yeah. go. Because mine is across the room. (laughs) I've got a bunch. Um, So, and I. I'll be right back. For everybody who's who's watching, yes, I have a paper-based character sheet that I wrote by hand. Right here. Yep. Old school. Yeah, it's got like three three or four different colors of ink on it. (laughs) It's like your notebook. It is. I like colors and notes. Um, hmm. What is Cicero's personal grooming? Oh, uh, personal <laughs> grooming. That, uh, that's a great question. Um, oh, con- uh, to answer your the question that I was talking about before, it's conversation. <clears throat> so I dropped all my ranks in conversation. I had it maxed out. Um, <laughs> because I figured my empathy, I think, was slightly worse than yours anyways, because I had some cyberware so i'm like i'm just gonna let you converse with people i'll just persuade them because i'm handsome and charming um yeah okay sorry what was your question your question was personal grooming so uh personal grooming and both wardrobe and style are 14. nice yeah yeah because i i the some of the cyberware that i took enhanced all that like i have tech i have tech hair and i have chem skin and when you do both of those, it gives you a bonus to, to those two things. Um, and then the, the cyberware that I got was um, a voice stress analyzer. So that gives you um, a bonus to your human perception. And maybe that's it. That's cool. Yeah. But I know I know y'all have light tattoos just like Cicero does. So that's what I've got on my face now. Now I get Allie to 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 paint me up every time. That's very cool. Yeah. Does she do them the same way every time? Close to it, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, I figure it's it's the future. They can shift like a snake. Hmm. But yeah, you she didn't did. know if you would if you would do like different ones every time, just as they change. Mm. What do you got, Feliza? So for skills that I haven't gotten to use yet, business, yes. nice. bribery, because nice. I haven't, I haven't actually bribed anybody yet. I've just intimidated them into doing whatever I want or mm-hmm. sweet talked my way into getting what I want. 
Um, I have not actually used conversation. So conversation is actually a pretty tricky kind of skill. Mm -hmm. Conversation is a skill for, for anyone who's not super, super familiar with the system. It's not just like how well you chat with people. It's not like a small talk skill. (laughs) It's how well you can get people to tell you what, what you want not directly, but by just talking to mm-hmm. them. So it's, it's like a very espionage kind of skill, but it would also be so useful for a fixer yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. they need to know what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, also, trading, um, mm-hmm. streetwise. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've actually used human perception yet. So basically like almost any of my skills, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my language skills, local expert, I have used brawling. Got to use the brawling skill. Yes, you have. Uh, evasion. A lot of my most of my skills I haven't used yet. <laughs> now, like, it really just like has one mo, and that is hit it with the baseball bat in the kneecaps. <laughs> in the kneecaps. Yes. Yeah. With a with the phone book on it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about Tab? Um, uh, she's got some um land vehicle tech that I don't think we've really used yet but I also have um some electronics and security tech that like Billy's so good at like her tech stuff Mm -hmm. and like uh navigating systems and stuff but uh I feel like the security tech could be a cool thing to to play with um in the future and see what kind of trouble that can get us into out of yeah for sure i mean because that's like that's not messing with the net that's like going to a door and screwing with the lock and then Mm -hmm. getting us through it it's like physical security objects as opposed to net stuff right yes yes and like luckily the the bozo's hideout wasn't really uh very well secure yeah (laughs) we'll go with that they they were it was very creatively secured. I mean, I remember. I think my favorite part in the um, in like the fun house part of the story was when Cicero and Alicat went in the hall of mirrors, um, and I don't remember if I don't remember if we got shot at first by the two shotguns at the end. But I just remember thinking, like me, Feliza, just like, we don't know where that's coming from. I have to break all the mirrors. And just this was like the thought in my head was like, oh, yeah, I got to break every single mirror yeah, in the hallway. That's yeah. that's normal, Perfect right? That's sense. how. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did either of you have a favorite part of the of the Bozo's hideout? Yeah. Meeting Slicks. <laughs> <laughs> little, little hero worship and. Well, you know, I I think I mentioned the last time um, it sort of wasn't until we met Slicks that I really felt like um, Cicero had a place in the group. Right. So it was like that. And it sort of gave me more confidence playing the character. It sort of like made the rest of the the journey easier and better. Not to say that I wasn't like didn't know what I was doing in the episodes that preceded it. Obviously it's just, it was sort of the, the tipping point that I was able to say, okay, this makes sense to me. I get it. 
and this was sort of my moment to shine and I didn't feel like I had that. So definitely 100% for me, it was of slicks. Yeah. How about you? I liked all of the like delightfully creepy things that Emma put in the building. Come on. Like uh, just like the on. little the little details like There were so the, many creepy things. The happy birthday room and um like the the weird upstairs uh rooms that I was exploring, like the one where the person was like strapped to the, the spinny wheel with like I think knives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like that's yeah. just such a it's it's very basic carnival trick thing, but takes on an entirely different feeling when there are people in this building who are trying to kill you. <laughs> and when you find victims. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Emma. <laughs> oh yeah, that and Bimbo the clown. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uniquely horrifying experience. Yeah. Yes. I, I still think your your reaction to when I dropped that clown photo uh, in the chat for the first time that was great because none of you were expecting that. Well, we weren't. <laughs> oh, we weren't. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, I mean, I I was just doing what the storyteller bid, so I just I am I am I am, I am Emma's humble servant when it comes to posting creepy shit oh. for everybody yeah. to experience. Here, creep everyone out. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. Gary, scare everyone else. <laughs> oh, but I knew it was coming, so I saw it in advance. I got creeped out directly as opposed to uh, <sighs> as opposed to through the chat. <laughs> um, Cicero has some, some skills that we haven't used yet. There's a bunch um, bureaucracy and library search. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because oh. uh, Cicero knows how to cut through the red tape. I bet. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I figure library search, figuring out what you could know in the public. Yeah, he can't he can't hack anything, but he can go to the library and say, hey, like, I can let's see what I can find. It's publicly available. Mm-hmm. And um, deduction are really the only ones. And, of course, uh, pilot air vehicle we'll put that on its bucket list yeah give me, give me that <laughs> helicopter uh what other kind of air vehicles are available is it just like airplanes and helicopters yeah. or are there some kind of other future can you get a jetpack that's a great question i don't know or like a can, like a rideable drone can tap make you a jetpack <laughs> I, mean, I will try real hard she better now i want one <laughs> what if i got you one of those like uh oh like well do you have um sea vehicles no. at all i could get you one of those like hoses that sprays the water right. down and you can like i mean i have sea vehicles the in the water. sense that i'm naturally reflexive <laughs> but uh no i don't actually have the skill trained the the Originally, when I was building Cicero, I had some other stuff like in technique. One, I think it's weird that it's called technique instead of technical. But um, yeah, he's got it's funny because he's got lots of cool, but no technique. It's like he's got no game. <laughs> I have no skills. <laughs> I'm never going to get that shit down. 
no, you won't. <laughs> I have grave, I have grave regrets about saying that. <laughs> we would never make you regret that. You might not. I friggin' Billy will. Absolutely. Although I don't know if y'all, uh, if anybody who's watching has seen, we've started gifting some of our episodes, which is very exciting. <laughs> uh, we have some that have yet to be revealed. Although the thing that's four of the gifts that I've made, I've made five. Four of them are reactions to something that I said, and they're all like Tab is like Billy's hey, like, <laughs> like, and then there's one where she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I feel like that's just like Billy and Sister's relationship. Is she's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm almost surprised that there is not one of Billy just making like that. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I, I I have to go back and 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 capture some of that some of that stuff because it's not that hard i still like uh i don't remember what it, what which episode it was from but amy's like she's like so excited about something she's like can't wait i haven't put that one out there yet but i'm going to i think I, I think thing to see yourself gift on the internet yeah well that's it right so and then there's of course there's Feliza's mathing right there's a reason I went into books. <laughs> and unfortunately, in my book job, I do lots of, of that exact thing where I'm just like... <laughs> oh, if only you had a real life agent to do all of that for you. I know. I know. I just was like, we were watching it again. I was like, I'm so sorry it took me this long to add up these dice. <laughs> That's what keeps us real. Yeah. That is the, the realness of our, our game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we don't get we don't get all the rules right and we don't always roll the right dice. And you know, we let we let it go. We don't we don't speak about it for a long time or we just let things go, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We definitely don't bring it up ever again. No, no, no. no this is definitely. this is sorry. This is this is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question for you two: mm -hmm. If you had a real life agent that could take care of a task for you in your everyday life, what would it be? I'm trying to think of something that I don't already have my phone do for me. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind immediately is podcast editing. Yeah. Because I, I realize there's a world of um, like making it sound better. And I always thought mine sounded okay. But no, there's things that I could do to make it sound better. So if that could do, if the agent could do that for me, absolutely. What so like in a curious way? What kinds of things? Um, so you can uh, compress the sound and uh, normalize it so that the peaks and valleys are lessened, so that as people are speaking, you know, you speak louder or quieter, it'll um, uh, compress the the peaks and sort of expand the valleys, so it's more of a balanced a balanced sound across the board which is particularly useful because i do segments so it will if i put them all in the same file the 
the interview and the news segment and the outro, it will make it all sound more even. So I've been working on that. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to make the make it sound better. Yeah. Not that it sounds bad now, it's just if you can. Yeah, make but it you better, can always you can always take it to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Feliza? I would have it tell me how to dress every day. Hmm. Like so. <laughs> based on the weather or like assembling outfits, like clueless style. Okay. Both. Um, so one of the cool, one of the things about Alicat is that she's very stylish. She has a very like defined style and looks cool. Like her personal grooming is, is decent. Her wardrobe and style is a 10, which is not horrible. But it's way better than my real life wardrobe and style. I am so bad at dressing myself. I don't know how to do it. I'm just like, do these colors go together? I hope so. Does this go with jeans? It better go with jeans. Because guess what? It's gonna go with jeans. I mean, I think anybody who's watched our show might call bullshit on that. Because you always <laughs> look so good. It's like, I don't know how to dress you fucking walks in with this like hairstyle <laughs> slicked back like she makeup, just got out of a wind yeah. tunnel with makeup where her eyes are like this and they're sort of curved mm-hmm. upward with yeah. the eyeliner <laughs> and then she's got like this army jacket this army shirt on with like a, a jean jacket like you made a you really can't... cool top out of a scarf one time with a safety pin so right. i don't want to hear it yeah. you can't see my bottom half nobody so cares it's... about that <laughs> my problem is... is matching things i can't can't match the top to the bottom or to the shoes at um, all. So you <laughs> I can, have like three pairs of shoes. You can I just text me <laughs> the next time you have outfit paralysis. <laughs> Don't give me the go or no go on your I think, outfit. I think that's it too. Is just like it takes so long to be like the indecision. Mm-hmm. I would just like the agent to remove all the indecision. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Or like even just like plan out your ensembles in advance so that you know what you're wearing the next day. Like you don't have to worry about it like beforehand. Yeah. All right. uh, We're going to take a quick five minute break and we'll be back to talk a little bit more about the show. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll be right back. We are back. We are hydrated because that's the most important thing. And uh, we're happy to happy to continue talking about cyberpunk independence. We're really excited to. Well, we are welcoming a guest for our next episode, which is always exciting, and it's it's a bit of a different episode. I think I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's going to be an episode that is different. On the one hand, but. It's going to have some familiarity to people who've been watching our show from the beginning, particularly if you've seen our prequel episode that we did raising money for Jasper's Game Day uh, over on Talon and Claw. I'm curious, though, um, is there anything right now, if you could, we all sort of have our characters, that you regret about your character would change if you could whether it's statistically or um story-wise oh look at you pulling out the hard questions Um, i'm i'm i you know it's my podcasting background what can i say 
So I have one. Oh yes, hit hit us. So um, I don't remember where it falls, like episode wise, but in the scene where we obtain Max, mm-hmm. Alley Cat was working on unlocking the human beings, and then because uh, both <laughs> both Tab and Billy failed to get the dog, uh, I the player was like, "Oh no, I gotta get." the dog for my friends they really want this dog i gotta go get the dog so alley cat stopped unlocking the humans and instead got like played with the dog and afterwards after that session i felt so bad about that (laughs) (laughs) i know i felt so bad i was like i should have let those humans out like i was sitting there like eating dinner like i should have let the humans out i should have let the humans out this is my only regret playing as alley cat the only thing i regret about her is that she didn't let out the humans first <laughs> priorities yeah. like sometimes humans are terrible people too i mean they were innocent to be fair we had no idea they were just a bunch of humans locked in cages that's true we didn't know why they were in there yeah. but yeah. i think but well okay so alley cat technically wouldn't have known about like the people tab found because i think she would have known Probably by that point that it's not just, like, some weird clown shit going on. There's, like, some extra, extra (laughs) weird. Yeah, like, they were literal prisoners, and we did not, we were not certain of that. I still felt really bad about it. (laughs) What about, what about Tabby? Um, Tab feels bad about letting Cicero and Feliza, uh, or, and Alicat, um, explore, like, hall of mirrors and like head downstairs uh ahead of her like i know she was checking out you know the 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 upstairs rooms but in that sort of like no one gets left behind or no one goes like like we move as a pack to protect each other um she was she was worried about how that was going to go for them uh not like she really could have done a whole lot to get them out of trouble or help them get themselves out of trouble but uh letting them go off into the scary scary darkness alone um she probably would have uh done that a little a little differently but sister did so good by himself basically <laughs> with very little <laughs> assistance from Alec. yeah i mean the one thing the one thing i have no regrets about is maxing out my evasion and reflexes um because that shit has come in handy more than any <laughs> other skill um without question because i mean like like i've said in the past i had no intention of making this a combat focused character at all and then emma was slowly giving me ptsd for events that hadn't happened yet because <laughs> she was talking about how deadly the system was anyways so that's that's something i don't regret um i don't really have any any regrets about anything that's happened in the game i would probably design the character a little differently Uh, i mean there's i i feel like i put a few points into a couple skills and it feels like a game where you really want to be super focused as opposed to so like i have one point in tracking for example Mm -hmm. um i mean that one point is not really doing anything for us. I mean, irrespective of the fact that we don't have, we have, it hasn't come up. So I just sort of, sort of something like that. Um, 
but yeah, no, otherwise, no, I don't really have, have, uh, too many regrets, uh, beyond the no times that Billy got the upper hand in our verbal debates. I feel pretty good about winning all of those. <laughs> if that's, if that's what, that's how you feel. Sleep at night. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> oh goodness oh, no <laughs> um uh yeah maybe a different maybe a different voice because it gives Allie the creeps but i, I kind of like that that's still amusing the voice is to great. no end because yeah. i really do like the voice oh very the voice good is great yeah oh okay but to be fair amy we also don't have to like kiss him at the end of the day. That's true. After so listening to it, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, she does not. She does not like it at all. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 definitely gives her. Um, I don't even know what, what do you call it when the hair is like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, does she think sister is like a sociopath? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sociopath, murderer, um, weird cults guy hmm. bringing I people mean, together and feeding the poison totally all of it hmm. i mean it's not it's not too far off, off. yeah <laughs> the he's, whole cult thing yeah he's an avenging angel there's no like poison he's trying to he's trying to feed people the kool-aid so they wake up he's trying to give them the the blue pill which which, which pill is a good pill to wake people the up. antidote kool-aid yeah the antidote kool-aid exactly exactly um yeah no you're right i the, the voice is amusing i like it yeah. although i didn't i didn't like when rachel described it as what did she say the combination of demented william shatner and and <laughs> something else uh i don't remember <laughs> First... I mean, it's also a great character voice, though, since you're the only man on the podcast. You don't really have to differentiate yourself too, too much. No, no, it's it's, it's a great, great voice. Yeah, though. it's great. Oh, thank you. OK, I'll, I'm going to make sure Allie knows that that, that you all like it. <laughs> it's a great voice. Yeah, I feel like Allie Cat's voice goes back and forth because in the first few episodes, there was definitely like an Allie Cat voice. And mm -hmm. now I just like. But is that now it's just most of my regular voice. <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to do a voice. But then part of me is like, I know that I would be lazy about it. So I mostly just to describe what Tab does and not what she says. So yeah. make that easy on myself. Tab is a little quiet. She is. She's a, she's a watcher. She observes. She has a lot to observe with the rest of us. There's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There is a lot going on. I mean, really, how do you get a word in edgewise with Billy in the in the room? It's hard, you know? Or Cicero, you know, thinking he's so great on the data pool. I mean, doesn't think I'm anything. Cicero. There's just facts. I'm Cicero. I'm famous. I talked this lady into giving me passes to go outside Night City. Yeah, only o only four of them when zero of them are impossible to get. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that voice or that laugh was a little creepy <laughs> no it's been uh, it's been quite the quite the journey for sure from from when we concepted the show in november 
and sort of working through all of the challenges that we had sort of through December and January and trying to get it done. But you know, the, the, the thing that I, I love about it is that we're still having fun with the characters, right? Because it's easy to sort of not look forward to, or sort of feel like it's, you know, a job, but I never sort of feel like that with this. Um, you know, I've said it in our, we have a, a private, a private discord that, that we talk about and schedule our games and stuff. And I, I say it all the time. It's like, I'm so lucky that I don't know how I got so lucky to find all of these nerds that I get to play with every week. Uh, but I, I, it's, I'm so blessed that, that we get to hang out all the time. And, um, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that. It's like uh, the pizza punks are going to co-opt the Olive Garden slogan. <laughs> you know, they're going to find like an, a vintage uh, uh, advertising recording. Like, oh, when you're here, you're family. Oh, that's a great that's a great question, Hawkmere. So um, what drew each of you to playing this game? So I'm assuming that he means the cyberpunk independence. So why don't we start with you, Amy? What what drew you to why did you decide that you wanted to participate in this game when when we pitched it to you? I have never played in a setting like this, like a, a, a futuristic, post-apocalyptic, sort of edgy, like I've played a couple games of Shadowrun, but nothing like long-term mm -hmm. and nothing that was really like character focused versus like, we're just going to shoot all the things, like shooting all the things isn't quite my MO. Mm -hmm. uh, it is tabs, neither <laughs> as... Uh, as maybe evident <laughs> um so just being able to to explore the story and honestly i i really like the idea of playing with all of you on a on a regular basis like you sort of get that like dream squad together where it's like yeah that'd be really fun and then it turns out it's exactly as fun as you imagined if not more so it's really working out for me <laughs> nice Lisa, what about you? Um, so Amy's the one who asked me, and I didn't know anyone else before we started the game. So initially it was, Amy is great. I love Amy. Yeah, I want to play with Amy. That sounds like fun. Oh, sci-fi. I love sci-fi. That sounds great. <laughs> and it worked out really nicely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. And it, one of the, I think... One of the other things is that being a person who didn't know anyone else other than Amy coming into it, um, I feel like a lot of people who play tabletop games will often find themselves in the situation where, like, you get pulled in to be, you know, the fourth player at the t at the table, and everyone else knows each other, and it's really weird, and you feel like the outsider, and that that's never how it's felt for me. Yeah, um, yeah, which is really lovely. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you said that because you've never felt like an outsider to me. So um, you fit right in from the very the very first minute uh, we met you. So that's that's I think that's clear to everybody. Um, for me, when we first started talking about doing a cyberpunk game, we wanted to do something different. Um, Emma and I have known each other for a long time, and we've talked about doing a show together for a long time, and. With the release of Cyberpunk Red, we thought it was a good opportunity to capitalize on 
on the buzz of the show of of the game, the the new tabletop game and the video game. And it didn't work out exactly as we intended because for a lot of very legitimate reasons we didn't get uh we didn't launch as quickly as we would have liked. Um but that's sort of why we decided we wanted to play Cyberpunk. And then um we when we were sort of looking to cast the show, um Amy was sort of the first person Emma and I wanted to reach out to. Uh, we had so much fun playing with her on Quest for the Cure, and, and we got to know each other on, on Facebook after the, the Jaspers game last year, and we're like, yeah, it was, ask Amy. She was awesome. And then um, Rachel, Rachel, I had the opportunity to work with on Quest for the Cure as well, and I'm like, Rachel's great. I think she would get along with everybody else. And then Amy's like, oh, I know, I know, I know somebody who I think would be really great for the show, and that's, and that's of course, Feliza, and she was 100% right. Um, but that's why, that's what drew me to the show. Um, and we wanted to do something that was different. Um, when, so Emma, Emma is the storyteller and she's come up with all of the adventures, but the, and I don't know if she's even still planning to do it, but we came up with sort of an overarching plot together, the idea of cyberpunk independence. Um, and when, when we hit on that, the, sort of that overarching plot i was really excited by the potential for it and what it could mean for a show so now i'm talking i feel like i'm talking a lot but that's basically what drew me to it is that you know we're a great group of people um and a potential to to have a show that that really resonated with people and so far we're really pleased with the results um you know we get that we get a consistent group of people watching us and and uh, lots of people listening to us so we're we're really excited about that. Um, Hawkmere says that you guys genuinely look like you're having fun. That is 100 percent true. We have so much Every, fun. Yeah. Every time we're watching the episodes on the stream, uh, someone will say something on on the stream, and I'll just start laughing out loud. But then I will start laughing on camera too, and I'm just like, it's still funny. It's still funny. <laughs> Everyone is so funny. All of you. You're Everyone, all very yeah. funny. <laughs> it's a it's a good group of, of nerds to hang out with, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'd like the fact that people come hang out with us on Sundays, it means a lot. Like, you know, it's we could be talking to no one here, but having cool people interact with us and you know, take interest in the story that we're telling and the characters uh, means a lot. It's really cool. I've never it's a new experience. Yeah. I think also... Go ahead. Oh, I think also one of the things that's kind of funny about how it worked out, um, we did not name ourselves the Pizza Punks from the beginning. It just kind of worked out that way. I Slimy Pete's was not supposed to be anything more than just, like, gotta go get this car. Uh, but I really feel like, in the end, the kind of overall feeling you get from the cast members is just like people that you're just like sitting in just kind of like a greasy pizza place with hanging out exactly (laughs) getting brunch in the morning yeah Uh, yeah totally i i I still think and and emma acknowledged this the last time at some point that um uh people the slimy pete was not intended to be a recurring character (laughs) she came up with slimy pete on the spot and now we forced her to give him personality. 
You're um, welcome, yes. Emma. You're welcome, Emma. See, but then, but see, the way to think about it, the spin, the, as one might call it, is that Emma didn't have to do that much work. No. We just kind of did it for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hawkmere saying that uh, that's the kind of thing that sets us apart is that these things are happening naturally. So thank you for that, Hawkmere. That's a lovely compliment. Um, I, I think when you have a group of people that get along so well uh, that the the game is just fun. And I think people people see us having fun and it sort of translates to translates to the show and i think the thing that we have that is great is we all have uh different personalities and they all complement each other there's none of us are sort of dominant in the game we all sort of have the ability to let other people shine and, and have their moments and that's not I was actually watching a show earlier today or yesterday and there's one person who is doing all the talking. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm tuning out because I this is not what I'm... So that's really good as well. Uh, Dee's saying that Slimy Pete seemed like a recurring NPC. Oh, that he wasn't is. by Emma's choice, no. though. Oh, he is now. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> yeah. kicking and, kick, Emma got dragged into Slimy Pete kicking and screaming. There was no... She had no choice. Much like Slimy P got dragged Much less, and yes. screaming into our schemes. Yes. I feel like at least he was not literally screaming That's true. or being dragged. That's true. I mean, in I mean, the later he, episodes. In the later episodes. We didn't drag him. We didn't have to. I blew his kneecaps out. Yeah, we only kind of heard him that one time. Wow. Right. Just that one time where he <laughs> shot out both his kneecaps and... No, to like, it was a baseball bat. I didn't bat. shoot him. It was a baseball bat. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes. I'm pretty I sure I like, shot him. Though. Yeah, but not in the kneecaps. Oh, okay. That makes it okay. <laughs> you can't then. fix, but you can't fix that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, D, when <laughs> Cyberpunk, it, I didn't have any experience with Cyberpunk as a system when we picked it. So they sent us a copy of the rules in advance. We distributed them to the cast we uh, we sort of planned our characters out we had our session zero meeting and then we was like oh, this is what we're all thinking and the characters complemented each other well and then you know we sort of went away and did our characters and the cyberpunk red system is really nice and it's it feels like a naturally fun system to play i like dnd too i mean all of us do we all play regularly but it's it's nice to play something different, and the D10 system is 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 pretty cool. Um, the exploding I, is fun. Yes, uh, yes, the exploding is very fun. The only thing that uh, I think is Emma's being a little stingy with her, her improvement points, as I mentioned during the break. I feel like I should be a lot more famous than I am already. But I'm gonna tell her you said that. You're in so much <laughs> trouble when the storyteller gets back. See, now Tab's going to get you in trouble with mom. <laughs> yeah, Billy's so not here to do it. Yeah. Feels so betrayed. <laughs> she already knows friends. you're the troublemaker. She already knows. That's Billy, not me. You're not wrong. Billy's the instigator. I'm just the defender of myself from her <laughs> vicious attacks. Oh, man. See, 
sometimes I'm like, oh man, which of them, which of the four of them is really the troublemaker? It's definitely Billy. It's definitely okay, but, not Cicero. I'm calling okay. some rainbow bullshit on that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's actually Ellie Cat. Because <laughs> like, oh. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh man, no, most of this shit's my fault. I do. Oh, no, Maybe? I did a lot of that. Don't you do a lot Slicks. of this on Slicks's um, yes. request? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Slicks. Okay, we can blame Slicks. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Chris isn't here to defend himself. No, no Chris isn't here no. to defend himself. But we are going to get him here hopefully soon uh, on Talking Red because he is going to feature at some point, without giving too much away, uh, in uh, future episodes. And he's been a big part of our show so far. So we're really excited to hopefully have him yes. on talking um, red again and we haven't got to have him on talking red yet no, we haven't had yet. a guest no no and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix that i'll, I'll uh, ask him to to sign in for us in a, in a few yeah. months actually the next talking red i think if i'm not mistaken is once again going to be after quest for the cure if i'm not mistaken <laughs> that that sounds about right yeah yeah so um well, this has been great. Really glad we got a chance to chat. And thanks, D and, and everybody, and Hawkmere and everybody watching. We're always really keen to talk about our characters and the game and to answer questions because uh, fundamentally, um, we appreciate, like we, like Amy said, we do this, we do this without an audience, but we're so glad that you're invested in the characters and the story and the world uh, that we're building. So, Amy, why don't we? Why don't you sign off? And then, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. hi, I'm Amy. Uh, I'm signing off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can um, be found on the internet at uh, L A Z Y D Z R A Lady Dezora uh, on Twitter. If you like dog photos? Um, that is a lot of what I post, and also knitting. I've been making a sock tonight. So, oh, that reminds me. I have to send you that thing you asked me for. Okay, I, I don't remember. The, the uh, outline of my oh yeah 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 um uh but yeah thanks for hanging out with us tonight especially since it's just the three of us and we're like three fifths as funny when there's only three of us <laughs> but thank you and uh we'll see you next week see you next week everybody have a good night